International Podcast Day is September 30th, and you can help spread the word. You may be asking, what can I do to get involved? It's pretty simple. Head over to internationalpodcastday.com and check the suggestions. Then use hashtag International Podcast Day to join the conversation. You can reach out and connect with other podcasters, listeners, and your favorite podcast hosts. Remember September 30th, International Podcast Day, a day-long celebration of the power of podcasts. Yes, come to see you. I said, now Benson, Jack, Benson, Joe. Benson, Jack, Benson, Jack, do, 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 Benson, Jack, Benson, do, 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 Benson, Jack. Hey everybody, and welcome to a very special ad-free episode of Up for Discussion in celebration of International Podcast Day. As always, I'm your host, Tom Zalatni, and joining me today are three very special guests. Together, we make up the four people here at the Upford Network with actual job titles. In no particular order, let me introduce to you our director of programming and host of the Scrum Podcast, Julian McKenzie. Sup, 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 what's up, what's up? I don't know, I didn't I didn't have anything witty to say off top, but uh, it's really, uh, I'm really glad to be on this special <laughs> podcast. I love being being on, on episodes of, of UFD, so getting the call to be on this one is really cool, really special. Well, of course, you're uh, kind of my right-hand man, right? I, I appreciate that, yeah. But yes, of course, I was director of programming and a host of uh, the Scrum Podcast, one of the shows on the network here, you know? We're kind of tied together. Yeah. Not in, that I don't mind. In, Not that in, I mind. In a unholy union. <laughs> Unholy matrimony. <laughs> to my right, our chief copywriter and host of the Yeah Podcast, Tefra Javian. Hi. I, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think you have to do it eight times so that you do it yeah. the same as Julian. Yeah, you gotta be like Travis Scott when you say it. Yeah. <laughs> That's not how he oh says God. it, but okay. Oh, <laughs> shit. I, I'm like, yeah. I don't, I don't yeah. understand. <laughs> it's like old man Jenkins. I don't understand your references. I'm old. <laughs> Jeffrey, what do you do here? What's your thing? Um, so, oh um, I'm the chief copywriter, which mostly means that I write stuff for up for discussion. I write all the cold opens and ads, and I also write a lot of the ads that run on the other shows. And uh, that's anything that needs to be written, I write. Sweet. Um, and yeah. I'm also the host of the yeah, podcast where we read. <laughs> Just right on yeah, the edge. Yeah, yeah, audio books. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And to my left across from Pepper is our social media coordinator and host of Gal Chat with Candace Pie, Candace Pie. Hello. Thanks for having me. How are you doing, Candace Pie? I'm good. Last time I was on, we talked about eating whole cloves of garlic raw. So hopefully this time is better, but so far, not so much. Why would you guys do that? That's, that's gross. <laughs> like warding off vampires or... Just as a snack. Being yeah, Middle just like peanuts. Yeah. What the <laughs> hell? Why would you do that? You I think do. it was Eli, actually. Yeah, he was yeah. just confused. Like, yeah. My <laughs> family did Okay. <laughs> no, they didn't. No, no, we do. You'd like, but like, like not raw. You take a ro- clove of garlic and you, you roast, roast it, it in the toaster oven for okay, like, well, like that so you, that's, that's <laughs> or, a lot going or on. in a regular oven in its skin and then yeah. you can squeeze it out and like put on bread or yeah. just okay, like okay, so you put it you put it on. No, no, you can also just eat it. Yeah, I do that. No, so so you can you so there's the option of eating it 
yeah. just by itself yeah. and you can take that option. Well, like if cheese, you're like, right? You if you're like, Armenian or Lebanese yeah. or something. Which we are. <laughs> which we are. So, yeah. Yeah. So in addition to eating roasted garlic, yes. Candace also manages the social media stuff I, for the I do. Well, I try. <laughs> I'm kind of bad at it. But it's, yes, I do. I look at all the lovely tweets you guys write to us. Look at everyone at the Up for Network. We're all yeah. kind of good at our jobs. Yeah. <laughs> and then there's me, the one who's definitely good at this job and not ashamed of it. Wow. Wow. <laughs> wow. Uh, I knew you had an ego, but like, come on. Well, you know, I'm just going to say it. I'm, wow. I'm good at what I do. I'm good at what I do. Wow. Uh, Raises $10,000 and is the shit. Oh, no, I... Most of that was Candace. Let's be honest. <laughs> <laughs> no, hey, I contribute some money to that too. We, we all, I think everyone, that's true. That's true. everyone like, here, yeah, everyone one. here right now, I yeah. think is in like the top four or five. Yeah, I think true. that's true. That's actually, true. The yeah. money. That's why we have titles. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so like... So, like, it's not just you. No, absolutely. Yeah. Hell no. No, no. Uh, She'll yeah. put some respect on our names. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. All but right, of course, sorry. I am Tom Zalatni, the host of this show, Up for Discussion, and also They're Calling Again, and I am the executive producer here at the Up for Network, which basically means that I produce, like... 90% of the shows. He does everything here. It's yeah. interesting. <laughs> uh, MVP. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> you are um, welcome. <laughs> no, thank you. Yes, please. <laughs> so because today is International Podcast Day, we thought it would be a good idea to get the four of us together and record something special just for you. Each of us has prepared a segment loosely or directly inspired by the shows that we host. And in no particular order, here we go. Oh, so I'm first. Sure, why not? Cool. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So when I'm not hosting the Scrum podcast, I do videos for WatchMojo.com. I host a weekly trivia series uh, for sports, Mojo Trivia. We're on hiatus right now, so I'm not triviaing right now. But I was still able to put together some sports trivia questions <laughs> for everybody. Fuck my life. <laughs> <laughs> all right. I'm who's, gonna die. All right. So who are, uh, who's there? You guys are big sports people. You guys Ooh. like sports? You guys like sports? I'm like, I'm, I'm, I think I might have a decent chance here just because I have to produce this drama <laughs> on a weekly basis. I'm, I feel, a, I'm like a medium sports person. Yeah, like like Teffer, like the fact you 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 like the Celtics, you like the Boston Celtics. I, I like the Celtics. I yeah. like basketball, and I played sports in yeah. high school. Like I was a high school athlete, so I have a certain amount of knowledge. It's just mm-hmm. been a while, and mm-hmm. I I'm not sure how much I understood of the okay. sports I played. Candice. <laughs> That's a solid negative <laughs> knowledge. Uh, when Tepper said Celtics, I had to go, is that basketball? I didn't know. So that's where I am. All right. I went to my first um, non-high school sporting event this month, and it was wow. a Stingers football game. <laughs> so what, what game was that? It was the uh, home opener. Oh, okay. Yeah. Didn't they like win that one? Yeah, we like, murdered, last second, yeah, like, we murdered them. them. Yeah. Oh, oh okay. Wow. You murdered them. Yes. Wow. That's... <laughs> Can't it was a solid comeback. I think that's what people yeah, like to call it. Yeah, you wouldn't call it them. You wouldn't say they murdered they them. Mur- <laughs> they came back and won. It's like if they won sure. like it. Anyway, uh, so I put together a list of 10 questions that I think are easy enough to guess. You can do the solid <laughs> guess. Okay. They're not too sportsy in that like I'm going to ask you a, a random like sports terminology or sports stats thing, but they mix some pop culture. All right. Okay. Yeah, so, right. so I might be able to manage. Yeah. No, so I, I think. Yeah, no, so I think you might be able to, but I also might think you might not. But anyway, we'll do like. I'm a, leaning towards the latter. Yeah. Oh, that's fine. But okay. um, so, what's the situation? Do we buzz in? How, yeah. Okay. How about we make it like Jeopardy? Or oh, like you, you buzz in. All right. All right. <laughs> Did do, can we make it Wait, like? Can we make it do like? We have like sounds or. Yeah. What? Do you want to do that? Can um, we do that? Mine's definitely yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
or whatever that sound was. That never made me. Okay, mine's gonna be ow. Tepper, what's gonna be yours? It's gonna be me. All right, so whoever gets the most points at the whoever. Okay, so whoever buzzes in first, they get the. You don't have to answer the question in the form of a question. Okay. So it's not like Jeopardy. No, like, so it's no not like Jeopardy. Jeopardy in that, but like just, you know, you have buzzer sound. So it's kind of like that. Cool. So 10 questions. My favorite part of Jeopardy is when they all go, yeah, <laughs> right before me. <laughs> I, don't think every, I don't think anyone's ever laughed as much as we have on an episode this of UFD. So <laughs> okay, so 10 questions. If you're first to buzz in, uh, you know, I'll take your answer in. Uh, we're not doing this for a prize or anything. It's just for bragging rights. All right. Let's get to these questions. Question number one. <clears throat> Who is the lead actor in the upcoming sequel to Space Jam, Space Jam 2? Oh, shit. Ah! <laughs> is it Bugs Bunny? That's I mean, not an actor. I mean, How dare you? It's a character. <laughs> <laughs> so you already done fucked up. <laughs> you done fucked up already, oh, Tom. No. I, mean, bad. I presume Bugs Bunny will be in it, but that's not the answer I'm looking for. So it's not. The problem is, I think I actually know this, but I. Yeah, you already I feel. Buzzed in. Yeah. Oh, you can't do like a second buzz in? Tom I'm, can't. <laughs> oh, Jesus. I, I, I'm. Yeah. has laid the rules down. <laughs> there we go. That's it. Oh, my God. Do you guys know who the lead actor was in the first one? Michael, Michael Jordan. Jordan. Okay. So. Michael Jordan Jr. No. Is there a Michael Jordan Jr.? Um, Michael yes. B. Jordan. There's a Michael B. Jordan. <laughs> I mean, no relation, but no. I... He's Who's though. like a slightly Dang? smaller Michael Jordan? No. There's a... Oh, my God. There's a Tay Jeffrey... Diggs. Oh, my God. There's Tay a Marcus. Stop it. Oh, my God. I don't think there's a Michael Jordan Jr. No. Oh, God. Okay. Uh, do, you guys, anyone, do you guys have a guess? You have no, a guess? No. Okay. Uh, the answer to number one is LeBron James. LeBron, yeah. Oh, I should have gotten that. That's what I'm saying. I should have just named the only basketball player I know that would have gotten that right. That's it. I figured these questions would be easy. You could at least guess and be like, yeah, right? I was literally like, who's the famous basketball player? And my whole brain is like, I don't know, Paul Pierce? I don't think Paul Paul Pierce. Hey. I know the Boston thing. Don't don't come for Paul Pierce. (laughs) Who's Paul Pierce? Everyone's confused. Like, dude, why is Teffer on Paul Pierce? Paul Pierce is the hill you will die on. All right, let's go to another yeah, basketball question. Oh question number two. How Do you guys know Brandy? Do you guys watch the Cinderella movie in the 90s? Which the live action one with Brandy and Winnie Houston? Nope. Oh, this this is going to go terrible. Then. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> All right, let's do it. Uh, which former NBA player took pop star Brandy to prom? None of y'all watch Moesha? Oh shoot! Uh, I, I, I thought I thought more people knew about this Brandy. Was, this was the nineties. This is the nineties. I, I was in the woods in a cult. I was in the womb. <laughs> so, <laughs> wait for the whole nineties. Well, it's ninety-seven. So, well, you may very well have been in the womb while uh, yeah, Brandy so and this NBA this player out, went folks. to prom. <laughs> Um, they could, okay. I so was about if, to ask if Brandy is a woman, and then I remember yes. that the NBA is. <laughs> yeah. So, like, think of the one basketball player you know, and think of the other famous basketball player you might know. Me. Okay. Shaquille O'Neal. He played with Shaquille O'Neal, but it is not Shaquille O'Neal. Okay. Oh, okay. Who played with Shaquille O'Neal? Let's let's do process of elimination here. 
Like, yeah. I'm kind of surprised you guys won't know because, like, there's a whole generation of kids who, oh. like, will say this person's name. Oh, uh, <laughs> yeah. Is it Steph Curry? No. All right. Well, not Steph Curry. Am I right? Did he play with Shaq? He didn't even play with Shaq, did he? No. He Steph young? Curry is young. Yeah. yeah. Steph Curry is pretty young. I don't know. Is Shaq done playing? I just <laughs> no, assumed he's, he's not. This <laughs> was the uh, 90s. Oh, right. I don't well, we, even... But we already we already said LeBron James. Oh, is it is it Michael Jordan? No. No. Okay. Just uh, fuck. Is it Bugs Bunny? <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> Julian, I'm so sorry. No, that's okay. <laughs> I I envision that even if no one gets the answers right, this could still be funny. <laughs> and, um, and I think I, I think I think I'm that's right. true. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm I don't just... even know if Steph Curry's dad played with Shaq. Wait, Steph Curry's dad played basketball? Yeah. Steph Curry has a dad? Steph Curry. <laughs> wow. That makes one of us. Oh, Jesus. Oh, yes. Steph Curry. Had a... Oh, shit. Uh-oh, Julian's oh. going to take a lap again. Oh, no. <laughs> that only hit me now. <laughs> what is happening? This podcast is. <laughs> what is happening here? This podcast is the best. I don't think we're, we're going to get it. So the answer to number two is uh, Kobe Bryant. Oh, fuck. Oh, my God. I was literally going to say that, but I was like, I think he's too young. No. I should just guess. Kobe yeah, Bryant. That's it. Guessed. Kobe Bryant is older. I'm literally just one. listing every basketball player I could think of. And I was surprised because there's a whole generation of kids who like, like. No, I, I definitely knew he was a person. Definitely was on yeah. my tongue. But I was like, but like isn't he young? But like, you know, like when people just like try to like act like a basketball player and like shoot like a little like. Yeah, crumple ball into yeah, like right. a bin or something. They say Kobe. That's yeah. it. Just like that. Yeah. Yeah, I do that Kobe. all the time. <laughs> all right. So let's go to question three. This one is not a NBA one. It's a hockey one. Oh, no. You, you should know this one. You, you should know this one. <laughs> that sounds like a fart. <laughs> <laughs> is that your new buzzer sound? <laughs> okay. Here's right, question number three. What is the name of the longest running sports show in Canada? That usually airs. Ah! No, he didn't finish the fucking question. That's how Jeopardy goes. I what is hockey that. night in Canada? There we go. Tomlins, I, I win. I'm guessing that it's a hockey show that happens at night. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot this was not Jeopardy. <laughs> okay, so Tom gets question right. Question three right. Uh, the longest running sports show in Canada that usually airs a particular sport on Saturday nights is hockey night in Canada. Question number four. This one, like. Legit, you just have to guess a number. Okay. Oh, no. How many timeouts do Canadian Football League teams get during a game? Three. That, that was very, I did my that was, sound that effect. Was very close. First of all. That was very close. I don't remember what my sound effect was. Effects. very close. What? I'll go get you guys to do it again. One, two, three. Me. Mm, a little close again. I think Teffer got it. Just got it. Three. I'm so irritated right now. Incorrect. Oh, Candace, you can steal this You can now. steal this one. Five. No. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna go with six. Incorrect. What? Right. Is it one? No. Is it two? Four? It's two. Oh it's my two. god. So as That's of right now, uh, Tom has one point. Candace yeah, and Teffer have no points. Sexism. This is sexist. <laughs> Speaking of sexism in sports, which sports league introduced male cheerleaders to their sidelines this season? Just oh. guess a oh, league. Oh, oh fuck! I know this. <laughs> oh, do you? Yeah, do you? What, I think sports? I read something about this on the internet. You may very well have. Um, ah! Okay. What is uh, the... Um, oh, boy. Uh, the, the, do I need to know the league name? Or can I just say yes. the sport? No, you, you need okay. to know the league name. Oh, okay. uh, the question is, <laughs> which sports league introduced male cheerleaders oh, okay. to the sidelines? What is the National Basketball Association? Incorrect. Okay. 
Is that what is that's the, what NBA stands for, right? Yes. Me, me yes. National Football League. Correct. Ah. That makes the sense. NFL yeah. introduced male cheerleaders to their sidelines this yeah. year. I mean, who so, else has cheerleaders? Like NBA, guess, has, yeah, NBA, NHL cheerleaders, has. Yeah. Does NHL baseball does have? Does NHL does do, not have cheerleaders? Do NHL have cheerleaders like, wear yeah. skates? Actually, NHLers have ice girls. No, that's just the Zamboni. What? <laughs> does it have pom poms? She's really cute though. <laughs> Okay. Uh, let's, so one point for Tuffer, one point for Tom. No yeah, yeah, points for Candace. If everyone's, I don't know. I'll find a way to break a tie break if it comes to that. By how many months is Venus Williams older than her sister Serena? Oh, what? Months? I thought they were twins. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm learning a lot about you guys. This uh, second. Me? Yes. 18? No. Oh, man. You get one crack at it. This could be like, what if they're like four yeah. years apart and he's just fucking <laughs> Ten. Incorrect. Fuck. That would be wild. Yeah, it would be. <laughs> be like some Michelle Duggar shit. I guess I haven't guessed yet, right? No. Yeah, you have not. I'm going to say uh, 36 and that you're just messing so with us. annoying. Incorrect. Okay. Three. What do we got? That's <laughs> impossible. <laughs> but Ari. It's 15 months. Okay. Okay. So right now, uh, six questions in. This is really fun. I wish I had more questions. Um, well, after the four others I have. But Teffer has a point. Tom has a point. We get it. <laughs> okay. Thank you. Here we go. Question number seven. <clears throat> Which former NFL running back, actor, and convicted felon was once considered too nice to play the titular role of the Terminator? Oh. Wait. Convicted felon. I uh, football player. Uh, football player? Football player. Football player. Convicted felon. Oh no. I um no. I feel like I have this. I feel like I have this, but I don't want to say it just in case. So I don't know if this person is even an athlete. Same with my answer. But is it OJ Simpson? That's what I was gonna say! It is OJ. Oh Why do I not just guess? I'm I, so I yeah. not have James Cameron said that uh, OJ Simpson was just too nice to play the Terminator. That's and uh, well, yeah. Can you imagine if the Terminator starred OJ Simpson? Yo, wild. That would be, <laughs> It'd be wild. Crazy. A different movie. Um, do you do get? You, yeah, sorry. Do you think ahead. Arnold Schwarzenegger would still have become governor of California if OJ Simpson had been the Terminator? No, no. I think OJ Simpson would have become governor of California. Oh no! No way! No, would they have? They'd have probably convicted him first. Eh? Like if he yeah. was following the same career trajectory, yeah, no. but there was yeah. also no, no, the no. conviction. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or I don't know. Maybe he would have. I don't know. <clears throat> anyway, I don't want to make any more jokes about OJ. <laughs> Uh, Why not? Do you guys like Marvin Gaye? Yeah, yes. sure. The singer. So, did you know he once attempted to try out for a professional sports team? Oh no. Do you know which league? I'm not going to make you guess the team. Uh, Just guess the league. Yeah. Baseball. Nope. It was not baseball. I have an eyelash doing bad things <laughs> to my eye. <laughs> just like, are you thinking, or are you just like rubbing your eye? Hmm. Well, I'm going to go. Ah! <laughs> I'm going to go with uh, basketball. It is not the NBA. Right. So we've guessed okay. baseball. I know you didn't guess Major League Baseball, but we'll just assume you did that. It's not <laughs> the NBA. So legit, you just have to guess a random league, yeah. and it might be it. The NHL. No, it's That's not. That's what you're going with? I don't know. Really? 
Marvin Gaye tried out. I'm what, not winning at this point. Attempted anyways. to try out for the Detroit Lions of the NFL. Mm. Okay. So it was an NFL one. Okay. He, ultimately, his people told him it was not a good idea. Okay. So yeah. yeah. Two more questions. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, question number nine. Name the actor and not his pseudonym who was once a college football star before becoming a wrestler ah. and a movie star and also happens to be a Canadian citizen. Ah. Um, oh boy, Dwayne Johnson? Yes. It, it was is. really hard not to say Dwayne the Rock Johnson, <laughs> but I knew I wasn't allowed to. <laughs> True. So, How yeah. did I not know he was Canadian? So his dad, his dad uh, okay. was born in Nova Scotia. Okay. So the Rock yeah, inherits yeah, yeah. his Canadian citizenship. Yeah, yeah. So he's what technically nice, Canadian citizen. What a nice boy. Yeah. He was yeah. also uh, he played in Calgary. He was on the he's on the Calgary Stampeders for like two months, but he got cut. Okay. So he never really realized his pro football dream. But I think he's doing okay for himself. Yeah. I think so. He bounced okay. back. I think so. Okay, so I know Tom has three like three points. You oh, have one, and here's a, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Here's, <laughs> here's what here's the thing. Here's the thing. This next one is like, if you get this one, don't you, say that because you're like you're gonna be like it's the throwaway one. This is the one for no, you, and I'm no, not no, gonna no. get it. No, 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 no. If you get this one, you win the whole game. Oh, oh fuck. Okay. Yeah, if you get if you get this one, you win the whole game. It's the final question or something? Yes. Okay. Final Jeopardy. <laughs> final Jeopardy. If you get this one, you win the whole game because I'll be very impressed if you get it. Oh boy. Jackie Robinson is known as the first African-American to play in Major League Baseball in the modern era. So from 1901 onward, after signing a contract to play for the Brooklyn Dodgers, the team sent him to play for their minor league affiliate in the International League in 1946. Where was that minor league team based? The longer that question went on, the the more things I knew about him were, uh, were already in the question. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and now I have nothing. Okay. So, yeah. Figure out uh, what uh, what city the minor league team Jackie Robinson played for was based in. I'll tell you what. There's a there's a plaque uh, outside uh, the house that he used to live in. Mm-hmm. A couple years ago, I want to say two years, the contracts he signed for Brooklyn and the city arrived at that city's city hall, and Larry King was there. Larry King was there. Okay, Larry King probably doesn't go very far from wherever he films his show because he's very old. Where does Larry King film his show? So I'm annoyed because I read a whole novel about this as a child repeatedly, and I can't remember. That lot of good children's lit does. You guys should you guys should at least crack a guess at it. You should at least crack a guess. Okay, at I'm it. gonna. I'm, All right, go ahead. Cincinnati. That is incorrect. I feel like the like the hints the hints that I gave, I think are not. They don't reveal the whole thing, but I feel like I'm actually kind of. Hmm. All right, I'm gonna take a guess here. Okay. Ah, go ahead. Is it? Uh, you can think about this. Syracuse. It is not Syracuse. Okay. I but, thought uh, you know, that's not that far from New York. It's not sure. that far from me. I mean, you guys were thinking. You guys were thinking about the fact that, like, oh, he doesn't go that far. I mean, I don't know where exactly. I don't know where exactly he records a show, but the city that he ended up being in, I mean, it's not that much of a hassle to get to this place. It's not like, I mean, oh no. I mean, I mean, it's actually, I can't say it now because oh. you've already, you've already guessed it. Oh man. Yeah, we, I haven't, I, I don't think know. about, I think it's pretty obvious that Larry King films in New York. Think about places that are close to New York and easy to get to and take a shot. What do you mean? I oh, don't yeah. know the answer. Weehawken. You guys, you guys. Well, 
<laughs> you guys have known me as long as I have. You guys have seen the, the podcast that I've done. I figured you guys would have known, but okay. I guess you're not going to get it. Oh, for fuck's sake, is it Montreal? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. How am I so bad? I was like, damn, like really? Like you guys did not remember that like I had, uh, I interviewed Larry King for like three minutes. Nope. Right. I knew that. Yeah. You knew that. I did not that. know that. That's yeah. Pretty cool. I, I knew mm. that and I forgot that yep. because yeah. I, pr- I'm going to blame we didn't it even on let the, Candace wait, guess. I did know this. <laughs> we didn't even I'm let Candace get yeah, in fact... Uh, I just assumed he, they wouldn't send him to a different country. Well, they did. They sent yeah. him to Montreal. And in yeah. fact, the he lived in uh, Park Axe. Huh. And in front of the house that he lived in, there's like a plaque commemorating uh, where he lived. Wow. Yeah. So hmm. I guess with that, since no one got it, Tom wins the game. <laughs> Yay. Sweet. Thanks yeah. for the win. Yeah. So uh, thanks for playing, everybody. Uh, maybe we'll do this again. Maybe yeah. not. No. Never again. <laughs> maybe I, not. I enjoyed segment it. just ruined my life. <laughs> Julian, you get to decide who goes next. Uh, I'm going to throw the ball to, well, I guess Candace doesn't <laughs> want to go. So I guess we're Mine's just, short. I'll go last. We'll just go to Denver. Okay. Cool. What All you right. got? Hi. So This um, is where I get quiet. <laughs> so I have nothing to add. Well, everybody's going to take a turn with this one, Julian. Oh, Lord. (laughs) (laughs) This could be embarrassing. So I have a discussion question for the room. And um, this discussion question is, as you know, my podcast, The App Podcast, um, which I I host with my co-host, Hannah Bailey. (laughs) And... uh, Wow, I'm just going to get you guys to record our intro now. Um, <laughs> please add Travis please Scott ad-libs to this. We're just like, yeah. <laughs> we, uh, we talk about young adult literature. That's what yeah stands for, is young adult. And, 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 um, and lit. lit. And lit is literature. It's lit. Yeah. I'll, I'll stop. Yeah. It's lit. <laughs> it's yeah lit. Um, anyway, so we uh, talk about young adult books and what they can teach us at any age. Because we both like reading young adult literature, mm-hmm. and uh, uh, we were able to make a podcast about it. That's really cool. That's a good podcast um, at that. It's a lot of fun. So my question today is, if someone was writing a young adult novel based on your young adult years, what would that book be like? Oh, my God. Now, I want you to remember that this is a book that is based on your life. So it doesn't have to be a book that absolutely accurately catalogs your high school experience. But what would you like that story to be? Hmm. Do you guys feel confident in what I am asking you? Do you need yes. some examples? <laughs> I think. Like, do, you, do you want us to like make up a story or compare it to another story? That whatever, whatever you okay. want, because I am springing this on you. <laughs> <laughs> I think I know if it's about my life, it has to surround the fact that I do the- I did theater in high school okay. while also combining the fact that I did some sports, but also combining the fact that I struggled with the fact that people called me white in the earlier years. So that mm-hmm. has to be a big theme somehow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there just has to be this weird I don't know. I don't think that story is going to be particularly interesting. That being said, I I would definitely just enjoy it since it's definitely about my life. But definitely it's about this weird theater kid who goes to this predominantly white school. And because he does not fit particular stereotypes that white people have set for him, 
and he doesn't know better. He struggles with this identity until he realizes that everyone is full mm-hmm. of crap for thinking that way. And then he emerges free and yeah, hmm. something yeah. like that. I think that would be interesting and yeah, also yeah. probably relatable to a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I think that's a compelling story. Thank you. Yeah. I appreciate yeah. that. I like that a lot. I could see that as a character on Glee. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Definitely. Yeah, I, I think that's, that's, I guess that's, at least the first few years of, of high school, that's mm-hmm. what that was. And it's not to say that like mm-hmm. I hated people or anything like that, but like there was that definitely happened, you know, mm-hmm. for sure. And and uh, I think that could be a pretty interesting story. But I realize now that like more and more people are starting to like put out content that relates to those themes, mm-hmm. where like you have the the black kid who goes to a well off school or comes off from a well off background and is very educated but essentially comes across as either a white like white or as an uncle tom or mm-hmm. anything like that like that's that's becoming that's going more and more to the to the forefront so mm-hmm. i mean I, I feel like it's funny like if i pitched this like 10 years ago maybe people would be like whoa this is this is different mm-hmm. like i feel like now it'd be like oh yeah so like we're starting to see more of those mm-hmm. and then like if i pitched this like 10 years later people would be like really again <laughs> damn stories like donald glover already made that cool like, you know yeah yeah so i think that's what yeah. i do I want somebody to write that story. Yeah, I maybe like maybe I have to write it. Maybe maybe you have to. <laughs> Sorry, write it. I didn't mean to. No, that. no, do it. <laughs> yeah. Um, I feel like my high school experience was split into like three distinct parts. Like I feel in grade seven, my story would have been something about a really awkward-looking, bizarre girl <laughs> who didn't fit in with anyone except like one or two friends who also wrote like love emails over like hotmail <laughs> to a boy that lived across the, the country because that's Ooh. basically how i spent my grade seven yeah. so i thought it was like gonna a be super rom-commy like... like nerdy girl loves guy who doesn't love her back thing I do they have to meet at some point during nope the story? nope <laughs> nope <laughs> <laughs> did not was, happen i thought when you were starting with emails i thought it was gonna be like you sent off those like chain letters to people oh no like, well that too but this was just person. like i had like a long form like basic basically like email pen pal that i was i had a massive crush on who did not like me back so that would be like my grade seven going into grade eight story then like my mid high school story is basically mean girls (laughs) um like yeah but it it, it was not great a lot of it was me um trying to fit in with people who didn't really even respect me um so i did questionable things that are super cringy to me now Mm -hmm. just to fit in with the popular group Mm -hmm. and then um so that would be a pretty wild story but then the third story i feel like is pretty good it's like finally finding my own and like joining clubs that i was passionate about and having a nice boyfriend and then graduating and that's pretty much it i, w- I would argue that you could even take the like second and third segments and make them make one them one yeah, yeah. like the end know? being like the oh, empowered i'm, I'm fuck yeah. those bitches i'm my yeah. own person yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. hey whoa would i make a cameo appearance <clears throat> in that last part even though we yeah. only met like what? <laughs> yeah, and it would last a page and it would be yes. me going to uh, the behind the scenes of a Bards show and me being like, oh, hey, 
you're Julian, <laughs> and that's like, about it. <laughs> I think your book would be the most up for discussion one out of all of all the other books that are, would have been suggested. <laughs> yeah, I just had to plug that. Mm-hmm. Shout out mm-hmm. to Yohan. <laughs> <laughs> oh yes, my God. someone said it. Someone said it. Shout out Johan. Shout out Johan. Uh, yeah. Glad you guys are on good terms. Yes. I think if, if <laughs> why did okay. you laugh? We are we are on good terms. I know, it's just so funny. How, like we were just like tiptoeing around that, and then someone finally. Yeah, I love. It. How I was like a nice boyfriend who no one on the show oh, has no. ever met before. <laughs> but like, I'm glad he no, was a nice boyfriend. Really because, but did people on the people who listen to you have? Did they know that? I I have no idea. Well, I feel like okay, you just broke that story wide time. Open. Story time. Oh. Host, former host of the show. <laughs> Uh, Johan Tenor and I used to date, uh, and all of the stories he told on the show about a former girlfriend that were terrible was me! Um, yeah, so that crazy prom story, uh, about me taking care of a drunk girl, <laughs> that was me. And what was the other one he told? Didn't he get diarrhea? Oh, he, yes. no, wait, that story he didn't tell. I told you that story, which I have to tell now, I guess. So basically... <laughs> So basically, he told he told a prom story at his prom that happened, and he also told our breakup story um, where he did a real big bad. <laughs> he did a real big bad, all right. I mean, you guys heard it; like, yeah. it was a pretty big bad. My man had the runs, um, man. No, no, but th- this the runs <laughs> was my prom story. Oh, so man. I went to two proms: Johan's prom and my prom. And um, Johan's prom was kind of a disaster because of that whole drunk girl thing that happened, but it was still fine. But then um, for my prom, we were actually broken up at the time, but we had decided it would be a good idea to still go together for some reason. (laughs) And anyways, we ended up going to a pre-prom and halfway through, uh, we were just like hanging out and he just like disappeared and no one knew where he went. And then he came back into the party and was like, Candace. I have to leave. <laughs> and I was like, oh my God, what? And I started freaking out because I thought it was because of, you know, our whole like weird breakup thing. And he was feeling like awkward about going to my prom and all this stuff. And he's like, I I have such bad diarrhea. <laughs> I need to leave. And I was like, okay. And at the time, I thought he was lying to get out of the prom because I thought he was just like uncomfortable with going to the prom. Um, so he left and I went to prom alone. And at during the prom, there was just an empty seat beside me the entire night oh, with no. his name card and they oh, kept no. bringing plates of food to an empty seat <gasps> even though I told them repeatedly to stop. Um, so that was fun. My my prom was kind of wild. And uh, and then I got double pink eye and laryngitis and oh, had no. to leave at 2 a.m. So that happened also. Uh, but then uh, this year, Johan and I kind of like reconnected and hung out and it turns out he did actually have diarrhea. He wasn't just being an asshole. So... <laughs> Yeah. That's a way more interesting young adult novel. Yeah, yeah. So I guess that would be a pretty big scene in my young adult novel. Oh my god. That's Shout out that's when that's when where I almost want this to be a like alternating perspectives young adult novel. Yeah. Yeah, where yeah. you get you get where the chapter like of Candace's like, perspective. Oh, this bitch, and, he's like yeah. ditching my prom and then in his mind he's like, Holy shit, I'm actually gonna shit in my pants and yeah. everywhere immediately. Yeah. It's like yeah. every other chapter is just him in the bathroom. Profuse. Now I'm gonna feel different if I ever refer to Johan. And Denora as the shit. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, I'm sorry I slandered your good name, Johan. 
Yo, oh, you realize like if Johan becomes a big like superstar now, this diary will follow this him. This diary, someone's gonna grade. find it and yep. like be like, "Yo, your life is ruined." <laughs> yeah, we just ruined this man's life. Sorry, it's man. Okay. He'll survive. I hope so. This is what happens when you leave us, Johan. Yeah, that's what you get. <laughs> oh my God, how's Toronto? <laughs> oh man, it's funny. Oh God. Sorry. Funny enough, I feel like my young adult novel would also just be full of me having violent diarrhea. You and Johan can meet my, and join my in novel. Stalls. Yeah, my novel's oh, actually put into side. three character perspectives. And the third one is dumb. You guys are in the same <laughs> toilet diarrhea universe. <laughs> I'm in the stall next to Johan's stall. You guys have like an earnest heart to heart about life. Shirt to shirt. <laughs> Oh my god! Why so can't sorry, we should like spin this off into a podcast oh, of its own? Just call this like the Head Honchos podcast. Oh, yes. Yep. Do like a quarterly podcast where we just come to laugh, and spill tea, for- <laughs> and spill tea, and just about roast you. Very, very here for that. Yeah. Oh, so uh, you didn't mention yeah. you're a young adult now. <laughs> I, I think it's Tom's yeah. turn. Oh, yeah. yeah. So, so I guess oh. more like. I think the more formative part of my like young adult experience wasn't really high school. It was like post high school where I started to kind of I had to move out like not very long after I finished high school and um, wasn't really ready for it. And like had also, you know, basically only ever really known like how to do like churchy leadership things like teaching Sunday school and leading youth groups and stuff. And at some point I had an identity crisis around that where I was like, what if this is not what I'm supposed to do with my life? And the only reason I think it is, is because people in power have been telling me that it's what I'm supposed to be doing with my life forever. And spoilers, that was true. (laughs) Um, So at some point I like, you know, moved out and like quit all of that and also dropped out of school at the same time and had this huge existential crisis and like, I think probably it would be focused around that. It would be a sort of like figuring out who you are and like learning that you don't have to have all of your eggs in one basket and that it's okay to like have interests outside of what people are telling you you're supposed to be interested in. Mm-hmm. I feel like yours hmm. would work really well as a movie musical instead of a novel. <laughs> That's I, because this is Tom's yeah. story. <laughs> and because I was definitely writing a musical about it like oh, four years ago. No. <laughs> I totally believe that. I'm yeah. excited. I, I need to see all of the scripts. <laughs> you definitely have like a dance number. Oh yeah. Well yeah, in the musical version, the guy... Um, drops out of seminary to become an actor um, after, you know, realizing he doesn't want to be a a teacher or a theologian. Uh, And, you know, also, I think there's like a homosexual subplot in there where he kind of tries to understand his sexuality and whatnot. This also sounds like a character that would be ugly. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. This was also the time when you were watching quite a lot of Glee, wasn't it? Probably. I mean, Glee was really formative for me. Yeah. Yeah. It it came out when I was in like 10th grade and continued until... You know, well, Couple eventually ago, it ended. So, so how does so how does <laughs> <laughs> how does your your novel end? What's the oh hell if I know? <laughs> She's still living it. Yeah. <laughs> well, I know, but you got to find a like 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 Candace's oh, yeah. lesson was like mine was like I'm not a bitch anymore, <laughs> and Julian's was like people are mostly assholes. I think mine ends with me on the toilet next to you. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking I of feel us. so bad right now, but also not really. No. <laughs> but but Tom, would it be a homosexual subplot? <laughs> oh boy! Yikes! Oh my god! Oh dear! 
What the? It f- ends with scat. Because, I mean, it is your novel. It ends with scat? Two dudes meet in bathroom stalls next to each other, having violent diarrhea, and then fall in love. Oh, my God. Oh, Because it's your novel. You can rewrite people's sexuality if you want to. Yo. We are literally slandering Johan's good name. Johan will never be back on this show again. No. Uh, Temper, your story. Yes. <laughs> um, so, so mine would be. Uh, this is definitely a like idealized version of of what I wish I was like in high school. Um, you know, the sort of sort of overachieving type A, like g- killing herself with doing too many things and trying to like be all the things and wear all the hats. And it would be one of those stories where it's like. But you have a talent and a passion and you should pursue that. And then in the novel, instead of going pursuing a passion, nonsense and doing other (laughs) things instead for many years, I would actually like it would be one of those ones where it's like applying for that program, even though everybody's telling you like you're not going to get into it and you shouldn't do it. And having the one teacher who really believes in you. And then at the end, I get, everybody's just kind of looking at me because I'm like getting really into this. <laughs> <laughs> and then at the end, it would be like going to art school and being that person. <laughs> Rah! Instead yeah. of being like, oh, yeah, I guess it's just fucking done. Of all, of all the stories we've mentioned, which one is like the best one that like if you were to go to like Indigo or Chapters, you'd be like, OK, I got to read this one. Hmm. Um. So if I was selecting one for... The podcast specifically, uh, probably yours. Oh wow! I appreciate um, that. Thank you. Yeah, but Thank I you. would be like, if I was just looking for something for like me to read, probably Candace's. Yeah. Hey. yeah. Um, oh yeah. But like honestly, even with the alternating toilet chapters. <laughs> Absolutely. Okay. That should um, be a skit. Honestly, though, if I was going to Indigo chapters, I would not be buying one book, so I would buy all of yours. <laughs> Uh, Tom, I like yours also, and I would also read yours. Thanks. Who should we go to next? What do you want? What? It's my choice. Well, I guess. Isn't it? Oh, 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 wait. You have stuff to do, too. This is your show. I was like, wait, isn't it just me? I'm going to say Candace. Yay. I'm going to remember that pointing doesn't translate over a mic. Yeah. So as you guys know, I have a show called Gal Chat where we. With Candace Pie. Okay. I thought this was my segment. Thanks for that. <laughs> With musical stylings by Julian. Uh, okay, so on my show, uh, we do lots of segments, but one of my favorites is our dating advice segment. So I oh, thought that we could no. answer a dating question. <laughs> the worst um, of this. And so we got a really interesting one this week that I okay. thought would be super fitting to bring onto this show. Oh, no. Um, and you'll see why. Okay. So. All right. I'm so um, excited. For I the purpose this. of keeping this uh, anonymous, Julian, who is your biggest feminist role model? Wow. That's... Or one of. Holy crap. Um, biggest feminist role model? Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Here's the thing. Like... <clears throat> I only consider role models to be like members of my family. I don't ever really consider people beyond that to ever be a role model. But I guess in terms of one I'd admire, I'll just say Serena Williams. All right. Nice. Sweet. So Serena asks, <laughs> I wish <laughs> Serena asks, Hey, gal chat slash upper discussion. Cause we're doing it on the show <laughs> instead. I'm getting married next summer. Congratulations. Congratulations. I thought she already got married. Oh, this is a different one. <laughs> <laughs> Not actual Serena Williams. 
wild okay uh, <laughs> i'm getting married next summer my fiance and i are virgins we're waiting till we're married like good christian kids do and i'm really excited to <laughs> guys come on hold this shit together no. <laughs> what did tom do i just missed it guys do we need to retake this julian was just like there was a thing before i'm sorry I feel bad for Tom. He's gonna have to edit through all these laughs. Oh boy, I'm just gonna leave them in. Do you want, do you want to take this from <laughs> no, the top? No, no, keep going. Don't keep going. So we're waiting till we're married to have sex, like good Christian kids do, and I'm really excited <laughs> to. Okay, I give up. I can't get past that line. Tepper, Tepper's laughing. Good Christian kids do. There's nothing wrong with waiting. Oh my god, wait. There's tell nothing wrong okay, with that's celibacy. Not what we're about. We'll, we'll There's get nothing there. wrong. Is it now in I brackets? feel terrible. It's, nope. it's in brackets. It says, like, oh, we're getting. Let, we're waiting until we get married. Letterator, like I'm so sorry. We are not laughing at you we were, or your choices. <laughs> you'll no. see this why is, they're laughing yeah. in like three seconds. Okay, <laughs> let me reread this question. Please hold your laughter. I'm getting married next summer. My fiance and I are virgins. Something in a bracket that I'm not going to read again. <laughs> and I'm really excited to finally have sex with him. But I think we're both pretty nervous about our first time. We're really committed to waiting until we're married. We've been dating for a few years and we've made it this far. So what's another year, right? But I'm wondering if you have any advice for how we can both be ready when the day comes. Thanks so much. Oh, man. <laughs> I'm so, so sorry. So first of all, I would just like to say... <laughs> that line <laughs> we're waiting till we're married like good christian kids do oh god that's the part we're laughing at we're not laughing yeah. at your situation yeah, we're not laughing at your it. choices it's good no. christian kids yeah yeah and i'm still christian oh, so like i'm laughing at that yeah. i i like actually have gotten this question a lot um because i grew up uh very christian and was also kind of known as the person who knew stuff about sex. Right. Um, which, like, there there just kind of is in a church group. There's always the one person who you're like, we're not supposed to talk about this, but I feel like I can ask you. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I was that person. Um, <clears throat> I I am now feeling very much like I just went, like, let me answer this. <laughs> but, well, do you um, want to talk about... Um, like, like your own personal experience? Uh, that whole... uh, not particularly. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Moving on. Um, no, but like, so my experience with, with having this question asked to me, though, is that like, there's a, there's a lot of definitions for sex. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that I do kind of feel like is important to know with this letter writer that I don't I don't have this information. So it's sort of like two different alleys is like when you're talking about sex, are you talking specifically about like penetrative vaginal sex? Are you guys doing other stuff or um, like are you already sexually intimate in other ways? Are you like making each other come are you like like how intimate are you with each other's bodies because if you're already pretty intimate and pretty comfortable with each other's bodies it's not going to be a huge switch it's going to be yeah. it's going to be pretty straightforward it's just a new act um if you know how to get each other off like yeah it's not life-changing yeah. yeah if however and and for quite a lot of christian kids this is the case you're not sexually active at all. You're like maybe making out, but you're not. <clears throat> How I define sex is um, that you are actively seeking to give or have an orgasm through your activity. 
Um, so if you're not doing that, uh, there is going to be more of a learning curve. And I mean, with that, like, it's it's hard for me to give this advice because I really believe in having sex before you get married. I Or at least to some extent, like mm-hmm. becoming familiar with each other's desires and bodies and um comfort levels and kinks and things like that that are very important when you're committing to a lifelong monogamous relationship um but like you know know your own body get to know your own body as much as you can in that Mm -hmm. year um talk really openly about stuff there's a great resource online is uh sexplanations youtube channel with dr jane doe or dr doe Doe. Lindsay doe sorry i just said jane (laughs) dr doe (laughs) Lindsay doe she's wonderful she has this whole part on doing a want will won't list that's Mm. really helpful i think for like figuring out what you like and um If you are not comfortable talking openly about what you fantasize about with your partner, about what you want, about things that you might be like, I think this is maybe unusual, but I really want to try it, um, then you guys need to talk about communicating Mm -hmm. and better and being more comfortable with each other and maybe like see a counselor, see a therapist, not just clergy. Talk to somebody who's really trained like as a couples therapist. Mm -hmm. Um, I really feel strongly about that, that premarital counseling should be done by somebody who is a licensed counselor and not just by clergy. Yeah. Yeah, Um, Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Okay, so (laughs) I had that locked and loaded. I'm just going to say here, I think Pepper got everything down right and I feel like whatever I'm going to add to that, like the duck and me anything. So thank you for answering that question. Yeah. Seriously. That's it. Like, I think for me, as the person who I think probably was most recently in a similar situation to yours of like, being a person who thought I'm not going to have sex till I'm married and then changing my mind about that. Um, <laughs> to be fair, changing my mind about that like a couple years before anything. Um, but Sorry still, I laughed you know, that. <laughs> like for me, that was, that was very much what I, you know, if I really would have asked that question, right? If mm-hmm. I was like, you know, a few years ago getting married, for instance, instead of now not getting married and, you know, yeah. being a different person than I was. But like at like maybe like 18 or 19, if I'd been engaged, I'd have asked a similar question, right? Of like, right. like my girlfriend and I make out, but that's kind of it. But like, how can I be yeah. ready to actually right. do the damn thing? Yeah. And, yeah. and I think as a person who now has sex, clearly, because I'm having a baby, I like... <laughs> Is I that how say, that happened? Like, oh, sorry. You didn't know? <laughs> <It's immaculate. laughs> uh, so like, uh, yeah, for me, the, the thing that I realized, I think the first time I had sex was like, oh, that doesn't fundamentally feel that different from anything that I have done like prior like because I had been a person who would like you know have steamy makeout sessions and stuff and it was like okay yeah this is like you know maybe a little messier (laughs) but like it's it's not necessarily like (laughs) it's not necessarily that different right like it, it doesn't it's not that different in your brain. It's not yeah. that different in your in what's going on inside your body. Well, yeah. yours are apparently so, steamier, apparently. Well, you know. <laughs> it's like the scene <laughs> oh in Titanic. God. I like to boil <laughs> some water <laughs> in the corner. It's really weird. <laughs> but, you know, yeah, giving like, game. Paint me like one of um, your French girls. I, I will say, like, I, I did say that I didn't want to get too much into my, my personal experience. And I don't really want to with specifics. But um, I was married. Uh, and I was married as a young church kid. And I did wait till marriage and um honestly had the same experience of like starting to have sex and just being like oh okay like that's yeah not not all that different that's like like (laughs) and and I really like was doing nothing um with my partner at the time and 
it was just it you know if you just like if you if you build an environment of comfort and of open communication mm. and of uh also like I just want to emphasize again, I know this is something that is like controversial in a lot of church communities, but masturbation is really important and Super developing important. healthy masturbation relationships is, uh, with yourself. Masturbationships. <laughs> yeah, that was actually my answer yeah. when I read this question. I was like, uh, masturbate. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Which is, but again, like I'm so sensitive saying that because yeah. I know that for a lot of good Christian it's kids, not that simple. Yeah. you're not supposed to masturbate. And I do um, think that that's, that's, mm-hmm. I mean, as somebody who's still sort of Christian leaning, I I think that that's not a correct teaching (laughs) biblically. Um, I don't really know where it comes from. Ah, comes from. (laughs) I wasn't going to make that joke. I guess it's cool that they're that they're they're. It seems like they're communicating about it, and I mean, they're both both in the same boat as well. I can imagine if it was a situation where one person was just a virgin and the other person was more experienced, that could be a Mm -hmm. bit more Mm -hmm. uh, daunting for that person, but. I think, like like Tyler mentioned before, if they they communicate, and uh, yeah, masturbation, I guess too as well. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. I, I think they'll be fine. I think they'll be uh, they'll yeah. be all right. Yeah, that's it. I I have faith that they'll be okay because like it sounds like I mean they've been together for a long time yeah. and they're having yeah. conversations, right? Yeah. 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 yeah, the fact that yeah. she knows that he's also nervous about it means yeah. that they're at least willing to talk about the fact that sex yeah. is going to happen. Yeah, and so like exactly. that's there a good is. first step. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, this is advice I'm always going to give, but like a good a good couples counselor, mm-hmm. get a good licensed couple counselor, even if just for a few sessions. Right. If you want to still have counseling with your clergy person, that's also like fine. But that's a mm-hmm. religious aspect. If you want to talk about the like social and sexual and psychological aspect of relationships in general a couples counselor will be a really good resource. and like in the, and like in the act like make sure that whatever you're doing is actually like comfortable for the other person yeah. and yeah. they shouldn't be afraid to say like hey i'd much rather you do it this way or don't do yeah. that or whatever they, they shouldn't be afraid of communicating that yeah. in the act as well yeah, yeah definitely. honestly i feel like a good this is just coming up in my head now <laughs> but i feel like a, a neat exercise um which is something I've been kind of trying to do with myself recently as like not somebody who's starting to have sex for the first time, but is just like have some time set aside while you guys are making out or cuddling or holding hands or whatever you do um, where you like establish with each other from the beginning. OK, at any point, if I am uncomfortable physically, emotionally, even just a tiny bit, even if it's a tiny bit that I would normally be like, man, that's fine. I'm going to state that. Mm-hmm. And you're just going to have like an hour where you two are being absolutely honest about comfort levels all the time to a ridiculously detailed degree, <laughs> because then you will get Hot. comfortable. <laughs> well, yeah, exactly. It's like not necessarily joking, something you want to no, do every important. time, <laughs> but like get get to a place where you're comfortable being like yeah. open about your comfort level to a silly degree. Yeah, yeah. I I 100 <laughs> think it's about how comfortable you are with that person because the question really is like how how can I get myself ready for when yeah. the time comes? And I feel like you can't really do that. Like it's yeah. really just like about trusting each other. Mm-hmm. And yeah. when you're ready, like you'll know you're ready. Like for me, I did not wait for marriage and it was very much just like a, Oh yeah, I guess now, you know? Yeah. So, right. and it all came down to, you know, trusting the person. Yeah. And yeah. That's all. yeah. And we, we were at a birth a prenatal class the other day and yeah. the, uh, the midwife running it uh, asked the room, she was like, okay, so, um, what are what are all the things that like you would put in place before having sex for the first time to make it the best sex possible? And everyone was saying things about like, oh, you know, like you want to be comfortable, you want to communicate, like aesthetic things and like 
hygiene things and like you know make sure you've eaten yada yada yeah, like all right. the sort of like make sure you're make sure you've are eaten if it's your wedding yeah. night you might oh forget God. to eat make Don't sure yeah. you've eaten yes. yeah and, and, and the thing that was fun about that she was saying it in the context of like okay so see this like list we just wrote out for the past 20 minutes all this is true of childbirth as well like you know when you go into labor all of this comfort stuff matters but I think that like that's super important to like know all of those things right to say like to the question asker (laughs) Serena um, (laughs) like figure out what makes you two comfortable so that when you have sex together for the first time whether it's on your wedding night or you know if you decide to cave before then which like you know cool whatever like make sure that you're comfortable and make sure that you like know what you want and that you're ready. And yeah. yeah. I would lastly just say like have realistic expectations. Like, yeah. you know, people really build up that whole like wedding night sex to like this huge thing that it's guys like your first time is not that climactic. It's, it's very like mediocre at best. Most but of you the time. Won't know that you won't yeah. know that. So, yet. you know, yeah. just like set realistic expectations. Don't think it's going to be the best night of your life. You know, yeah. It'll be fine, but it it could be very great, but I would just, you know, keep those expectations at bay. Yeah, Yeah, I mean, it might, it will probably be nice because you guys love each other and you're, Mm -hmm. you're gonna enjoy getting to know each other's bodies. Just don't expect to be like, but it doesn't have to be a porn. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like yeah. No. Also, you can use lube. Also, you can watch porn. I mean, it's not really a Again, great, like uh, with church kids. Yeah, but, yeah. With but, good Christian kids. Yeah. It's also not like the best uh, example of what yeah. real sex looks like, but you yeah. know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there That's is true. like yeah. amateur. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. And uh, also, don't, if you if it is your wedding night and like you go up to your hotel room or whatever and it's 3 a.m. and you've been dancing with your friends and you're exhausted, you can, just you can always sex. do it the next morning. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> You're like, going to be together forever. Get a nice room so service breakfast. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Room service breakfast. Yeah. That sounds oh, way yeah. better to me than sex. Honestly. <laughs> That's what happens when you Some have premarital <laughs> sex. Why <laughs> not <laughs> both? <laughs> <laughs> You like, just, it's not like you just like, whipped cream. Or it's either room service in the morning or have sex. Pick one. <laughs> you have to pick one. Like, no, you're not, you don't gun your head for that. You can have both. True. Yeah. At the same time. Also, congratulations, Serena, on having a baby uh, immaculately. <laughs> <laughs> also, on the tennis stuff. That's yeah, good. Yeah. yeah. I was just impressed that she's a virgin, <laughs> apparently. It happens yeah. allegedly. <clears throat> All right. Oh. So that's the end of my segment. <laughs> Tom? Oh, man. So to wrap things up for us today, uh, on Up for Discussion, we take audience submitted questions like you guys do on Galchat. Um, but ours are kind of about whatever the fuck our audience wants all the time, uh, which is a bit of a roller coaster ride. Um, but anything. Indeed. Yeah. <laughs> but for today's featured uh, Patreon question, we actually have a question from our day one patron, Patrick, who's been with us Yo. since the very beginning, uh, who asks, where do you think podcasting will be five years from now, Wolf. given how much uh. it has exploded in the past few years? It's kind of funny you say that because like, I read an article about how like BuzzFeed is cutting down on their podcast content. BuzzFeed does podcast content. Yeah, and like, like that was like that was like the first. (laughs) I think it was BuzzFeed, but like that was like the first time I realized that like, oh wow, this is this is the first time I'm hearing about podcasts being like, all right, this is not making us money. We're we're cutting Mm. it, and like, like I figured like we'd be at a point where like a lot of like media outlets would be like hopping on podcasts. Like we've. Mm. You know, we've always wondered, like, why the Montreal Gazette doesn't have a podcast and they don't have a podcast Um, in five years. I'm very curious about that. I think like 
the good shows, the ones that make a lot of money, I think those could either just be like, all right, we've done enough. We're not going to do it anymore. Or they'll, or they'll find a way to be like really good. Um, maybe it'll just be like music where it's just like so much easier to, to mm-hmm. start your own podcast and do your own thing. And because of the fact that there's so many podcasts and there's so many people are getting into it, it's a lot harder to make yourself stand out yeah i guess and maybe that's the current problem now i think we're already there yeah, yeah. i think we're already yeah, yeah. in that problem but i think five years it'll like more and more people enter that space yeah mm-hmm. i always like to compare it to blogging because i yeah. feel like it's sort of become this thing now where it's like oh i have a podcast like everyone has the podcast right. you yeah. know what i mean and that was kind of like blogs like five years ago yeah. so i feel like in five years it might get to the point where there's the next best thing and everyone already has a podcast and no one really listens to them anymore. someone <laughs> What if someone in five years finds a cool way for people to make money off podcasts? I'm not saying like, okay, you start a podcast and you have a Patreon, but like someone Mm -hmm. starts their own platform where like you can somehow like make not maybe not a lot of money, Mm -hmm. but like some money. Mm -hmm. Those those platforms already exist, but it's usually at the cost of like the creators having any kind of control over stuff. So there's there's platforms you can use where you give them your RSS feed and they decide what ads go on, uh, which some people like to use. I, you know, I'm not here for it, but like a couple of shows I listen to, there's one that really threw me off cause I know it's produced by a guy in like California. Um, but I get Francophone ads on mm. every episode of it because the service he runs it through distributes it differently based on the region. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's like, that is a thing. Like you can kind of, you can that's outsource fair, yeah. that, that's but true. I think that you still, don't make a ton of money and you don't really have control over what uh like what ads are being placed on your content so there's Mm -hmm. sort of a question of integrity there right i mean you can kind of compare it to youtube as well in terms of Mm -hmm. like monetizing that content and where that content is going and how people are sort of changing their what they're putting out like i know a lot of channels have sort of just more like morphed into these things that we never saw coming and are making shit tons of money um (laughs) like especially the ones who have really made it so i feel like it's (coughs) possible that podcasts will end up doing the same Mm -hmm. um but i just don't know what it'll look like you know i liked that you were comparing it to blogging because i do feel like it's comparable but i think we are maybe earlier in the podcast process than uh than having everything have folded in five years because blogs i mean podcasts also like blogs like podcasts have been around for like 10 years already um now they're just gaining traction and gaining visibility Mm. and um i think blogs had a really similar trajectory where you did have blogs just the media hadn't really caught up with it yet like web Mm. design hadn't really caught up with it yet people didn't have the technology to make good ones and then you did have a heyday of blogging where Mm. like people were making money off of blogs people still are like there's still smitten kitchen deb Deb perelman is doing really well Mm. um i think she has a tv show now and and people have kind of expanded and hopped into other formats but um yeah, I mean, I think podcasting kind of still has some of its heyday ahead of it. And yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if over the next five years uh, it is that where we're where we're getting more access to the kind of technology we need and the kind of visibility we need. And then, you know, as with every form of technology, at some point it'll plateau. Um, yeah. Right. But yeah. yeah. I, I think that the question of, of like changing formats that, that you brought up with mm-hmm. like the yeah. YouTube thing is is an interesting one that I think that of all the things, because I think you're right that like, we're not going to stop having podcasts in five years, but I think that there is a very good chance that like formats will kind of change a little bit more. Yeah. 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 I don't know what that'll be, Mm -hmm. but I feel like 
they're already starting to change and yeah. people are getting more creative with them like there's a lot mm-hmm. of like fiction podcasts now yeah. and like stuff like that which is really cool and like you know people are just finding new ways to experiment yeah. with the medium mm-hmm. which i think is interesting mm-hmm. um yeah. yeah yeah when i think about like so you know one of my jobs at the network is to like think about new content right and like then desperately try to not make myself be the one who makes it because I don't need another project. (laughs) Um, And like, that's part of what Julian does too, is like keep an eye out for existing shows and and try to bring people in. Right. Right. And one of the things that I have been thinking for a while is that it would be really great to have some like scripted shows. Um, There was one that was kind of in the works for a bit that uh, I think is kind of the the person putting it together is still working on it, but it's very much in the sort of like fetal stage. It's so um, cool. But like, yeah, like you know, the the idea of doing scripted content mm-hmm. is still really new in podcasting. Like, there's a lot of shows that are fiction, and there are a few that are like really successful that are scripted. But that's still a market that's like not being tapped as much yet. Definitely. So I think that that's definitely like something mm-hmm. that, yeah, probably in the next five years will blow up a little bit more. I totally agree. Yeah. Yeah. One of one of the podcasts that I listen to occasionally that I think is doing really interesting things is um, uh, Janet Lansbury's Unruffled podcast, which probably nobody else here listens to because I am the only, uh, well, I'm, I'm sort of the only parent at this table. Um, well, soon. Ish, yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm the one who's been the, the most immersed in parenting for the longest. And um, what I like what Janet Lansbury does, apart from the fact that she's excellent and very, very helpful and I highly recommend it, uh, is she does 15-minute episodes, mm-hmm. which is so great because you – when you talk to parents and like when I talk to my sisters, for example, who have more kids than I do and are very busy, they're like, yes, I would love to listen to podcasts. But when am I ever going to listen to a podcast? Mm-hmm. Like I don't have an hour of time where right. I can just be listening to something. Yeah. Um, and so Lansbury having these little snippets, just mm-hmm. just 15 minutes, um, really clear, like this is the issue we're talking about. Um, and I think there's just still a lot that can be done with the podcast format in terms of like hitting new audiences Mm -hmm. the way Lansbury is with Unruffled. Yeah. I think that's really interesting because like that is, that is directly parallel to what happened with YouTube, which was that they, you know, the content that's like three minutes long, say a music video that people can watch over and over again, Mm -hmm. people will watch over and over again, as opposed to like a 10, 15 minute video, which like it kind of, it's similar with podcasts where like, I think it's much easier to keep your audience for 10, 15 minutes at a time than for an hour. But there's still people who want an hour, right? There's still people with long commutes who are like, I need this. Yeah. And I also think like with YouTube, it's really interesting. Like there's a couple of channels out there. Like I know one is Shane Dawson. I don't know if you know of that person at all. But yeah, yeah, but basically like he's doing this whole new thing now where he's making like five part series where each video is like 45 minutes long and right. it's basically like you're watching a show at this point you know yeah. but it's like really creative and it's stuff that no one else is doing so like it's still getting a lot mm-hmm. of views you know yeah. so well there's always going to be an audience yeah. the, the thing about like the 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 time we live in with media is that there's always going to be an audience for every project yeah. Yeah. if you want it to exist and you make it someone else will want to watch it or listen to mm-hmm. it and the thing with podcasts with with different lengths and formats like at 
at the Up For Network, most of our shows go from 45 to an hour and a half. Like, mm-hmm. I don't think any of our shows are consistently under 45 minutes. We would like, like to be, but yeah. we haven't we haven't <laughs> hit that yet. <laughs> yeah. well, yeah. but, but that's it. Like, you know, like, uh, yeah, I think the three of you guys actually all have shows that are near 45 minutes usually. Mm-hmm. Up For Discussion is usually an hour. If not more. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, and so I've actually been trying with their calling again to make them 20 to 30 minutes to mm-hmm. see what changes there. Because, like... Mm-hmm ostensibly that's you know i have the same reach with that that i would with up for discussion because it's i'm still promoting it (laughs) and so like seeing the difference in the numbers up for discussion still does much better but i'm finding that i'm getting similar engagement on both and so i think that's just like a you know there there are going to be people who want longer stuff there's going to be people who want shorter stuff so i think like depending on depending on what topic you do right like find the attention span would probably be better suited for 20 to 30 minute shows. But mm-hmm. if you want to hear about this really interesting murder case, yeah. right, you right. might yeah. want that to be 45, 50 minutes. Right. Yeah. So I think you're absolutely right. Right. I think like, depending on the story, people are going to find ways to, to, uh, you know, make content longer as it's suited. But I, I think essentially, I think more and more people are just going to, I mean, we already have a lot of people jumping into the field, but I would like to see, especially in Canada, I would like to see more outlets kind of hop into that mm-hmm. field and kind of make it their own. And there's a lot of untapped potential there, I think. So, yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. I think a thing that this, this is an interesting thread to go on, actually, is like, what do you want to see more of in podcasting? Because mm. like. I think that we're all kind of dancing around that by saying what we think will happen in the next five years, right? But, like, what is something you'd like to see happen in the next five years? I think I want to see a larger diversity of voices, first and foremost. Like, I know that's a pretty basic answer, but, Mm -hmm. I mean, the vast majority of podcasts are, like, white dudes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So it would be nice to have, you know, some people representing you know various minorities i hope i can be at the forefront of that yeah yeah Yeah. you know and like (laughs) i'm not just saying that i hope i can no that's That's what i mean like i think it's something that's super important and it's Mm -hmm. like one of those mediums where we haven't quite gotten there yet yeah Yeah. so i think we're like moderately better than hollywood but like not by much yeah (laughs) yeah Yeah, i I feel yeah yeah Yeah. well it was nice at at podcon when we went last year to see Mm -hmm. that they were really making an effort yeah to highlight more um more voices of marginalized people groups and yeah um have more diversity not just like racial diversity but also like gender diversity yeah. and sexuality and it was really really nice to see that push great. but i hope with yeah. with podcasting uh and and you mentioning this that makes me think of this i hope mm-hmm. that in like journalism schools across this country mm-hmm. podcasting is seen as a legitimate thing to teach students about yeah i mean as someone who's in that system right now (laughs) like uh, we take audio courses but it's not great (laughs) like i would much rather we have like a podcasting course or something like that where we could do that kind of thing because i think that's another thing i want to see more of is news and more in-depth like investigative podcasts you know like we can do some really amazing stuff with that and like we are seeing some of it um to an extent but i think there's a lot more like julian was saying like untapped potential for sure and and like i mean i i guess also if there's a way for getting people into it where it doesn't cost that much because it yeah. still costs an arm and a leg like we're, we're blessed to be in a studio right now Literally. which hopefully will have the booth sooner than later 
Uh, no, but that's another thing. Like, it's <laughs> yeah. not. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it's it's not an accessible medium no. either. Like yeah. that's the thing. Like that's with it. with YouTube, you can grab your iPhone and like yeah, it's not gonna be great quality, but like you can still film a video. Like if you're sh- doing a podcast on your iPhone, like chances of people listening to that are super low. Everyone's gonna be like, yo, the quality like, sucks. So yeah. like I straight up would not have a podcast right now if it wasn't for Tom's generosity of letting me use his studio. Like that's just a fact. And like I've wanted to start one for like the longest time, and I just yeah. wasn't able to because i couldn't afford it yeah but i I think i think that um you know i think schools that you know deal with teaching media i think they can be at the forefront of of making it a bit more Mm -hmm. inclusive and making it a bit more accessible i think 100 percent. i i took a class on podcasting when i was at syracuse and uh someone who uh i don't know if she freelances or she's actually like a permanent employee at a prx Mm-hmm. I think that's a company okay. up in Boston. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, she was teaching the class and she was teaching us about what developing shows. I met the like CEO of PRX oh, at one point. Oh, God. Or no, Radiotopia, which is one of their offshoots. Oh, man. Uh, at, once we get off, I will <laughs> yeah. find the person's name. Uh, it's Genevieve Sponsler, I think. Okay. Different person then? Probably then. Yeah. But uh, she's a really nice person. Um, but uh, yeah, I think the fact that I was able to do a class on podcasting, like yeah. I never got yeah, to do that when I was at Concordia. And the fact I got to do that in a semester, that was like, that like blew my mind but yeah. like in terms of coming up with a story trying to pitch it to a uh, an outlet mm. like i learned quite a bit up in that class and yeah. and at an audio editing and stuff yeah. like that you know what's funny i look back on my high school years now and like there are two classes two things <laughs> that i think have like served me so well and it's doing theater and doing um what's the name of that class? Sound, sound engineering sound engineering, sound engineering in sec five class. was the best class because at the time everyone was like oh this is such a jokes course but i swear to god Holy i learned crap. more in that class than i have in some of my audio classes <laughs> basically it's this class where everyone gets a macbook and we just make music on like garage band all day wow. awesome. and you yeah. learn about like audio editing can i go That's back incredible. to high school Holy, right it was like the, like it was like, like i honestly produced more content in that oh class than god. in some of my audio classes I can like that's like, that's essentially like my foundation for audio yes, editing is from sound engineering. It's mm-hmm. like I'm 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 not kidding. It's like one of the like obviously there's a lot of great classes I did at Royal West Academy. Shout out, but like Shout sound out. engineering Woo! is like near the top in terms of yeah. most yeah. useful classes. For yeah. Sure. Yeah. But yeah, like it should be at a point where like we should be able to teach people how to like audio edit for podcasting and yeah. like yeah. getting apps like i mean and, and audacity is already affordable you could just download it right? yeah now. and that'll help also bring in the more diverse voices instead yeah. of like yeah. it's not just like the elite few who can afford to do it yeah. anymore right. it's like yeah. everyone you know? yeah. well that's it like even you know i i have all this equipment because i went into like shit tons of credit card debt to have well, exactly. it right? yeah, <laughs> like it's, not, it's yeah like yeah. i if i had waited and just paid the money that I actually had for it gradually that wouldn't have happened but I didn't know how long that would take right yeah and so like you know a setup like ours costs like a couple thousand dollars and like that's not a huge expense in the grand scheme of things but like to someone who doesn't have a couple thousand dollars yeah Yeah, yeah. exactly to someone who's not willing to go into shitloads of credit card debt it's yeah (laughs) and so that's one that's one of the reasons that I am that I wanted us to get the booth for the studio right Mm -hmm. is because like look, once we have the baby, we can, you know, if it was just the two of us doing shows, yeah. like if, if it was just me and Teffer, one of us can walk with the baby somewhere while the other person records. Yeah. But like, I am so committed to this space being accessible to people, right? Like yeah. you guys wouldn't be able to do the shows you do. But I think and we appreciate it. you for it. And so like, I want to get that booth built so that we can keep doing that for you guys and also for like a bunch well, of other people. And, I mean, and also for us so that and we do us. not have to put the baby yeah. in a soundproof box. Well, of course. Yeah. Um, no, but I, I do think like one of the reasons we were able to fundraise for that booth is because we offer a variety of shows yeah. that yeah. like, 
you can't really get in other places or that you don't yeah. see as often. And I think that's something that people clearly do want, you <laughs> yeah. know, like they supported us financially, which mm-hmm. is amazing. Well, and I'm yeah. surprised this didn't get more attention because of the fact that like, you know, someone in our city is like trying to create their own studio yeah. and yeah. it's fundraising a whole bunch of money. And, and essentially like once the booth gets in, it's going to happen. Yeah. yeah. To be fair, all the like media people that I hit up and like politicians and stuff were on vacation during the campaign. Yeah, summers are terrible. But I mean, I think one of the big goals in having this space is to be able to rent it to people, to be able to make it available and and to be able to have you know a space that is this is the upford network we are a local recording studio yeah um i'm really excited like this is a little thing but this is something people gave money for i'm really excited to put in the bee garden that we're gonna have out front that like people donated for and then we can have a little sign that has like the up for discussion bee garden like (laughs) and and just kind of make it more of a community presence and i do feel really convinced that that's gonna yeah. Yeah. Become, well, that's a, become a thing. And oh, so, yeah. like, there you go ahead. so to to answer Patrick's question, <laughs> where do I think podcasting will be five years from now? I have no idea. Where do I want it to be five years from now? I want it to be accessible. Right I want there to be a lot yes. of communities. I don't want us to be the only ones doing this. Accessible I would love and diverse. To see, yeah. <laughs> that's what I want. Well, I'd love to see a bunch of people like take their home studios and say, okay, who are like my five most talented friends? How mm-hmm. can I make it possible for them all to do shows on my like? out of my house and just like build it from there and I want to see these little like grassroots recording companies like coming up and and Mm -hmm. doing cool things yeah Mm -hmm. absolutely you could legit just go in your basement I mean I know the audio we we harped about the audio quality (laughs) on your phone but like like Tristan and I started a podcast in in university which was literally done on our friend's phone Mm -hmm. so like we we graduated from that to Yeti mics and now we're yelling at each other creating you know creating (laughs) on a shitty shitty phone is better than not creating at all just create but yeah yeah, i hope we're in positions where in five years where you know we're we're still putting out content over podcasting it's accessible for way more people and way more different podcasts Mm -hmm. for more diverse audiences are there and i hope our network will be in five years i hope i hope (laughs) i hope hope, (laughs) yeah i hope that but i also hope that like in some respect if that's what we want to do we are on larger stages mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. whether associated with upford or not yeah. on larger stages yeah. with podcasting yeah yeah, yeah. absolutely yeah. i think so yeah that's what i that's one thing i want that's not the thing i want to do but that's one thing <laughs> i want in my arsenal i want yeah. to be able to on like totally. a national platform yeah absolutely mm-hmm. not that this is it but like <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah i would be. i would love for all of us to like grow to the point where we can book like sold out shows yeah because like, that. that's the way like you know if we if this network if the people who are here now in five years are doing this as a full-time job to make a living, that means there will be some trickle down that'll let new people start. Yeah. Exactly. And that, and like, I'm really committed That's to like dream, that being the way that this <laughs> yeah. works, you know, yeah. like live yeah. podcast recordings. The fact that we were able to do one, the one that we yeah. did a couple months yeah. ago, like that was really cool to do. Yeah. So, yeah. Not a lot of people do that. I want to give a little, a little quick shout out to Tom, which we've done a few times, <laughs> but like uh, just in terms of the, like the idea of like, if, if the people, who have been here the longest are doing well. We can we can nurture little shows, and I one of the things I like about the model of the Upward Network, which um, has really been Tom's baby in a lot of ways, um, is is that Tom does all this editing and does all this setup and does like like fifteen hours of editing a week for shows. Um, but the idea there, the like investment there, is that. As these shows grow, as these shows, as the creators are freed up to be able to really focus on the content, 
um, and grow through donations, get Patreon donuts. Donuts. <laughs> <laughs> Yum. Jelly filled, please. <laughs> please don't make me laugh. I really I was, have to pee. I was saying this nice supportive thing Violent and then I went to Patreon donuts. <laughs> anyway, as we gain <laughs> platforms, and I think I think all of us like have this idea of like the first thing we do when we make money is we pay for our editing. Yes. <laughs> but yeah. that means that, like, yeah, Tom can then at that point, if we have a little struggling show that looks really great and it's like We'd love to have you on the network if the bigger shows who have been established for longer have the kind of support base to be able to paying for that. My syntax is all over the fucking place right now. I'm very pregnant. Um, <laughs> we can bring on more little shows and support more little people. Yeah. And, yeah. and that's really cool. And that's why it's important to pledge on Patreon. <laughs> and that feels like a good place for us to end for this week. There we go. <laughs> Oh, man. That brings us to the end of our show. If you like this episode, consider supporting us on Patreon. Every show on our network is responsible for its own fundraising. And you can head to upwardnetwork.com slash donate to find links to all our different Patreon accounts. So if there's a show you like the most, go donate there. It, it, it helps everyone. But like, you know, it's nice for that show to know who's getting, you know, that they're getting your support. You, um, oh. Every dollar helps keep our studio open. Go for it, Julian. <laughs> I got so excited about saying my line. You can also support us. For free. Are you going to do that cool effect thing? I'll put the effect on it. (laughs) By leaving a rating and review on Stitcher and Apple Podcasts. Share this episode with a friend who loves podcasts and on your favorite social media platform or all the social media platforms. Remember to use the hashtag International Podcast Day to join the conversation. You can follow our network on Twitter at Upford Network. You can follow this show on Twitter at Down With Talking. And you can follow each of us individually. I'm at Candace Pie. That's Candace with an I and Pie with a Y. I'm at J-K-A-M-C-K-E-N-Z-I-E. I had to spell that all out, but that's Wild. how you write my name. J-K-A McKenzie. I'm at Teffer Bear. And I'm at Tom Zaladni. Tom Zaladni. Uh, special oh. thanks to Crackers and Jam. <laughs> oh, man. Okay, let's just speed through this because I really have to go to the bathroom. <laughs> oh, no, you do too? Okay, you're the pregnant one. You can go first. <laughs> special so thanks nice. to Crackers and Jam for letting us use the title track off their EP Benson as our theme music. You can find all their music for sale at crackersandjam.bandcamp.com. This show is produced and edited by Tom Zalatna for the Upfront Network. <laughs> you can find out about all the great shows on our network at upfrontnetwork.com. Happy International Podcast Day. Thank you, guys. This was super fun. Hey, this was really fun. I'm sorry about all the laughing. I'm so (laughs) sorry. Not sorry. See you guys in uh, three months, three months. Three months? Yeah. 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 Let's actually do this. I'm down. Thanks for listening to the Good Christian Kids Podcast. Oh, no. Oh, no. Okay. Q Benson. Yes, come to see you. I said, I've been Benson Joe, Benson Joe, Benson International Podcast Day is September 30th, and you can help spread the word. You may be asking, what can I do to get involved? It's pretty simple. Head over to internationalpodcastday.com and check the suggestions. Then use hashtag internationalpodcastday to join the conversation. You can reach out and connect with other podcasters, listeners, and your favorite podcast hosts. Remember September 30th, International Podcast Day.
a day-long celebration of the power of podcasts.